You are listening to the Heart of Tradition podcast. Hello, everybody. I had a new discovery today. Um, something came through, I guess. Uh, I was debate. Well, I guess I was sitting here thinking about the smog in LA and you know the thickness of it and the pervasiveness of it. Of course, this is something special to LA, so I wouldn't think that other cities have the same combination of, you know, dry weather, not a lot of green, and, and you know, drought history in the last, you know, couple decades, and, and then that combined with just the fact that even the Indians knew that they called this the Valley of the Smoke. They even, even before there was even all this pollution, there was already... They already knew that it was a, it collected a lot of um, toxins and from fires, from even natural fires, and those would stay in the air. So they must have known a little bit about the inversion layer and some of the combinations there, and they just stayed away from it. So we have moved into it, and um, being here has just made me think about this. Um, so I started doing some research, and I came up with some ideas on aluminum, which are interesting. So a lot of the... Um, the muff, uh, what would you call it? Um, the catalytic converters that you find on cars today are made of aluminum, especially the more modern ones. And and then there's even sorts of all sorts of regulations on on uh, for you know preference for certain types of you know like if you look up California um, carb the the air the, the air reduction board or if it's I forget the California Air or something. Um, but you know they they they're the ones who pick the types of catalytic converters that they're accepting for their small controls and their eco controls and and everything else. So when you see what's being preferred by these um, entities uh, in California, to pick one example, um, it's all aluminum. They're all aluminum um, based. Uh, catalytic converters. Now, that doesn't always mean that the outer chassis has to be aluminum. Um, it, it's, it's also an inner thing, like the, the inner blocks, the hexagons, and the, the blocks have aluminum or based on aluminum. And then you have, you know, precious metals of some sort that, that do a lot of the, the catalytic action. And so that's another part of it. But, um, but the aluminum is there. And so that intense heat that comes through that a part of the car um, allows for a, uh, allows to create. I guess you could say it, it brings about volatile aluminum into the air because it renders it volatile through such high pressure and such high heat, and so that is a contributing factor. I mean, you could pick cadmium and arsenic, and you could pick so many other things that are in the air anyway. From a lot of it having to do with agriculture, including like the the organic organical phosphates and, and different things that are used as fertilizers and, and, and compos, composition of uh, pesticides that remake it back up into the atmosphere. Um, and these things are picked up by pollution as well, are added to the, the overall pollution. So there's so many things, but the aluminum thing is what I wanted to focus on. And so the aluminum is coming from the car. So now the cars can be engineered to produce a certain type amount of volatile aluminum. And that can create a very dangerous smog, not only for the thyroid and any anti, it's you know the endocrine system is it's an anti what do you call it, endocrine um, 
disruptor of a high magnitude aluminum, just like any other heavy metals. And so um, this being sprayed into the air at a controlled doses, like every single car, right? And so the cars can be made to where uh, these things are preferred or it's the only way you can get an inspection or this, that, and the other. So there's a lot of little hidden things that can happen along the way which can be somewhere between conspiracy and just collected interest, cheaper manufacturing, China, you know, whatever you want to call that. You can go any which way you want to go with it to, to, to figure out um, what works best for you. But in general, like, you know, the Chinification of the world and, and the, the lack of iron and more of an aluminum grade um, products, um, aluminum steel, aluminum cars, etc., um, is, is building us into that as well. It's another factor of it just like the soy movement i guess you could say that's kind of a chinification of america too in a way because it's it's a type of penetration or cancer or some sort of penetration which is not of this you know land or and it's kind of you know dominating to a certain degree soy being so ubiquitous in every single thing you can find from whole foods on down to to you know chips and chips and 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 salsa or whatever it is, you know, you can find it everywhere. So, um, so the aluminum has this, um, capacity as well to destroy the thyroid. It also has high cancer potential, including breast cancer, well known, but then there's other, you know, they, all the cancers can be linked anyway. So it's not like, Oh, it's just this exact cancer. It's like, no cancers are all the body trying to take these toxins and, and put them in little tumors or whatever they can to get them to not affect the body in such a way because they're they're dangerous as they circulate in the body. So the body tries to protect itself by building a little fat around it or putting something around it. And so, you know, this tumor genesis can happen anywhere depending on where those tissues are affected and then the deficiencies come into play if there's enough you know, deficiencies, um, which is pretty much everyone today, especially with the soy fed animals and this weaker protein structure we have that creates more inflammation in the body. Um, it's harder to stay, um, optimally, um, to have optimal levels of vitamins, minerals, magnesium, um, K2, especially, and, and, and the fat soluble vitamins come to mind, A, D, E, and K. So, it, it's hard to stay high level on these things today unless you really know what you're doing and you find sacred foods that, that have power to them and you know how to use food as a medicine in a repetitive way. But so typically this is not happening. So the aluminum is causing a lot of havoc, including for me, I can kind of detect it coming into the thyroid and there's kind of like, I can actually detect it in the air too because there's kind of like a chalkiness, but that doesn't have to be just a, aluminum, but um, you can tell something's in the air. You can also see smog. It's very clear. If you can see it in front of you, you're, you're, you're in it, you know? And so it's, it's everywhere. And, um, you know, when I lived on the Pacific, well, living in Santa Monica, I had a little bit of the ocean breeze, which pushed some of it out, but, but the smog here is, is archi prevalent. So you can get some washy areas where the waves are protecting you a little bit, you know, the, 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 air currents, I guess, but in general, it's, uh, for the long game, you're going to be hit here. So air purification is, is essential. IQ air from Switzerland. These are the only ones that I recommend and get as many as you can, one for the car or one for the home or two and, and do it right. So, um, 
So that's one interesting thing. The second interesting thing is that you can find this catalytic converter kind of reality everywhere. You find it in incinerators and trash and burning and um, food waste, uh, energy um, systems um, that use incineration or you always have the same catalytic function and this catalytic function is going to once again bring this aluminum back into the air in that smoke so we're putting the aluminum in the air there too it's also found so that's uh, super ubiquitous because of all the industries that's industry basically uh, is you know when they put their catalytic converters on their pipes uh, we have the same problem and it could be the same organization or it could be you know like conspiracy or it could also just be the same pr materials are being used um, because they're cheaper or whatever. And so, um, so the third place that I saw these was in the car systems. Now the diesel engines, okay. You have these diesel engines and they, they put this stuff called DEF now they're forcing them. I think, I don't know if it was California that started this. Maybe it was, I think it was the EPA that started it, but there was kind of a deal made to shut down. They want to shut down diesel, right? Because diesel is a, self-sufficient kind of high gas per gallon ratio, um, um, you know, high energy. Um, they want to control that because if, if they have cars that can't compete with that, at least without producing even more problems, like a lot of these electric vehicles, which produce thousands more waste and, and just to create the battery system for that car is much more negative for the environment than, than anything that, uh, that gasoline could do because of the ubiquitous nature of the gasoline and the ways that we can come up with, with, um, fuel and from ethanol and down to everything else. And so there's this, there's this ubiquitous nature of that commodity. And then there's this very, less you <laughs> rare earth or rare metal kind of reality of the of these you know super battery based cars and so they want you to believe that we're going to get all these cars like that in the future that's not going to happen that star wars future is not going to happen because we're sitting on tons of much cheaper natural resources which help create the night the power balance too i mean america is sitting on some reserves the greatest reserves in the world and so we to not use that and to kind of shoot ourselves in the foot by going all battery and we're having trouble getting rare earth minerals anyway because of losses of industries and stuff like that, um, that is almost like self-defeating. So when people start to realize how dirty these electric cars are, then they start to realize, okay, well, what is the most common denominator, basic, what, what is the shortest point between two lines? Well, it's gas and it's, and it's doing things that way as the large part, just like it's done now. That's the reason it is that way. And they want to stop that um, because that helps to stop all industry and commerce and reshape the world and homogenize superpowers. And, you know, they've got their own plans and single currency and, and uh, this kind of international globalist kind of thing, you know, where there's no, there's not any um, access of power that can, can defeat whatever they want to do. Right. So they, they want to, it's just like homogenizing the people to, to rule them or whatever. So it's the same thing as, you know, or programming them before you rule them. Um, the same thing, but applied on a, on a, on a global scale. So, this thing about the diesel engines is so crazy because a lot of the diesel truck people, they, they say that this DEF is destroying their, their engines. 
not only does it they have this strange setup where they have to have uh, you know they have to pour this stuff into their engine which is supposedly supernatural and it's like it's just water and urea that's how they advertise it but it's synthetic urea and it's basically a type of ammonia is what it is and so the ammonia degrades metal and so what is it degrading again once again aluminum the aluminum exhaust it's degrading this and pushing this back out into the to the atmosphere so you have this same theme there not only does it do that but it also creates more mechanical problems for the vehicle by degrading all the 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 the, the parts and uh, there's a whole bunch of arguments in, in in there, and not only that, also the flammability of this urea substance and 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 the corrosiveness, and there's other things there. But in, in, the interesting thing is, it comes down to the exact same. How do we ammonia breaks down aluminum? You got to know that in your body it does. So the the the, the anything ammonia based is going to break down the aluminum if you look at edta which is something they put in you when you start having heavy metal, metal poisoning and stuff like doctors will inject this or they try to get those heavy metals out of there well that the basis of that edta is is an amine it's it's, it's an ammonia once again so we have ammonia theme there um, we have the ammonia breakdown aluminum to volatile uh, aluminum in the air um, reality going through everything. Like I said, from industry on down to cars, on down to diesel, and even in the human body, you know, like the human body is a little bit different, but if you look at, look at like malic acid, I like guess it's, it's a more low dose form of uh, softer form of the EDTA. Well, the principle of malic acid is it's kind of like, it's what makes things taste sour, right? When you have a fruit or whatever but this malic acid is like a type of ammonia once again it helps to break down some of the, the aluminum in the body now why is do we need to break down aluminum in the body because of the vaccines the vaccines are are using nano uh, macro aluminum and the macro aluminum is not meant to come out of the body it's meant to stay there and destroy the organs and never be able to be removed so in order for it to be removed you have to have ammonia because ammonia has to come in there and break that down so some of these, like I remember the Alcoholics Anonymous movement, or not the movement, but the founder, Bill Wilson, he developed this whole B3 therapy for a long time using niacin. And the niacin was helping a lot of people. Now, yes, they had vaccines at that time too, but aluminum does not just come from there. I mean, every beer can in the world is, is heavy aluminum. Anything acidic in that can, that's aluminum. Uh, it's in the air from fabrication of concrete, smelting, and talc, and deodorant, and uh, food, all the, 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 the pots and pans. we I mean, it's everywhere. It's the most ubiquitous thing you can imagine. And it's hard to avoid. I mean, it's in plastic boxes that you buy your milk in or whatever that, you know, juices and all those containers and foils. and So getting rid of this stuff is like... You know, you have to be aware of how ubiquitous it is. There's even nano aluminum, which can come in through your eyes and lungs um, that can be sprayed into the air or it can be naturally put there. Or it can be not naturally put there, but it can come through what looks like more like an industrial application. <clears throat> so it's harder to detect why it's in your air and stuff like that. Like, um, But so the aluminum, the, the niacin pl is, plays the same role. It's like a type of cheap form of uh, pre, pre, um, 
ammonia. And so that's going to do the same thing in the body. That's pushing that stuff out. It makes the body redden. And so that helps the body open up and, and Gubor, it's called in Latin, and that helps the body open up and then detoxic detoxify. So it's all about breaking down this ammonia in the body and getting it out while they're trying to break down the ammonia in everything we use and put more of it into the atmosphere. So we have to constantly fight against that. And like I said, IQ air purifiers can keep your room and totally when you sleep and and the, you know, your office, and they can keep things totally safe. You will not be breathing aluminum at all. Now you say, well, what do I do when I go outside? You know, I can't always wear like a mask or whatever. You know, then, well, that if you, if you can limit it in your home and you can keep going outside to certain minimums, uh, I mean, you can keep like, you know, your exposure down, well, then you're already going to be that much further ahead. And you might be able to hit the threshold of recovery where you can keep recovering and keep moving forward. And that's the key. Um, so certain areas are going to be worse, of course, you know, like LA would be the worst or China or Bangladesh or something, but, um, but high smog, you know, high, um, uh, photoelectric smog or, um, high chemical smog, you know, but if you go to areas that don't have these problems and less of this in the air, it's going to be better, you know, um, like, I mean, I was in, I think I was in Charleston and, and the air was totally different. There was more of a humid thing, but it was also, there was a lot of iodine and the nature kind of, there's a lot of oysters and, you know, a lot of stuff that I hadn't seen before. Local, you know, like clusters of oysters, you don't see those anymore. And so just um, finding areas that I guess can, can, can keep something out of the air, or at least the iodine is there to help you detoxify it if you get too much of it. But so California is a very weak and iodine area. The, the, the central coast area is, is not like most oceans. It's a very poor ocean as far as seaweed and algae and all that kind of stuff. So um, there's less of that um, type of um, photosynthesis and, and methylation and, and, and bringing that back into the air like swamps do and pluff mud and, and some of these other regions that I guess could have more humidity or whatever, but it's not just humidity. There's other factors. There's many different factors that can play into this, but, um, including mineral deposits and salt marshes and things like that as well. That plays into like in France, there's a lot of rich areas like that, like the, the Isigny and, uh, the, the, um, where is it near some Saint, near Normandy, some parts of Normandy as well. And where they cultivate all the salt, for example. So um, there's a lot of places you can go in America too. There's tons and, and just trying to find better combinations. But it's interesting to know this stuff because there's so many, it's so ubiquitous. If we don't think about it, how is it getting in? How is this becoming so prevalent? What is these cancers and what is happening here? And this is how it's happening. It's happening through industry. Yes, they can control to where you can never get a, a, a steel, like hardcore stainless steel, uh, or even just like, you know, basic, uh, or, uh, steel, um, just like your, your cast iron, like you, you, good luck finding that type of uh, part for your car anymore. Right. So we're kind of, we're vaporizing basically to a certain degree, <laughs> we're vaporizing everything into the air. It's getting thinner and more volatile. So there's more danger, but, um, 
I just wanted to share that because from vaccines on down to everything else, we have to find a way to get these things out of the body. I know that CBD in conjunction with magnesium oil is probably the best thing I can think of. Um, also, um, the niacin thing is very cheap, doing like three grams a day for as long as you need to. Um, I did it for eh, about eight, nine months, and then I started to not feel anything from the three grams, and that's when I stopped. Not because I had to, but just because it seemed like that was the right time. Um, or maybe I'll go back at some other point, but anyway, I'm also using a homeopathic remedy, which is based on the sensation method, and you can find a practitioner for that if you look it up, and that is also part of how we heal the vaccines. Um, it's the opposite. Of, that's why they're trying to stop homeopathy exactly right now, especially in California, where it was kind of not born, but where it was born in the American soil. So um, homeopathy, deep level homeopathy, um, with high po these high potencies that we don't find in stores or whatever they have to order from Helios and other other places. But um, so these all help to bring to open up the body and allow it to push out the, the and break down through ammonia and through dilation and other principles and chelation this this aluminum that's trapped in our systems making us less electro sensitive and and shaken up by all the 5g you know and all the waves were even more shaken up when we have the electricity coming through us um, when we have the metals in us but but that's not the only reason there's many other factors of endocrine disruptions and other things that are happening there um, and clarity, memory, you know, these things are first affected by aluminum, you know, Alzheimer's and stuff like that. I mean, it happens when you're old, but it's already happening now, right? <coughs> Not to mention autism and all the other, um, spectrum disorders, which cut off people's spirituality. It cuts off people's emotional side and to a certain degree. And, <clears throat> you know, Greta Thunberg, you know, that's, you can sense that anger in that child and, She's angry, but she's not angry at the reasons she thinks she's angry. She's probably angry because her parents vaccinated her and she's tied in with the Melinda and Bill Gates Foundation and doesn't know where to project her spectrum disorder anger because she's been cut off of the natural abundance of the spiritual spectrum. So you'll start seeing more and more children like this. And this is a sign, you know, of our times. It's not um, normal to have children that way, joyless and, and and angry and, 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 you know, being controlled by George Soros and, and the parents and, you know, being played into this like salesman for global this, that, and the other and eco this, that, and the other and without ever mentioning China. It's, it's, it's so hypocritical that it's kind of scary. But anyway, so we have to kind of come through all this and, and see how getting this aluminum out of the body is so important. The number one product I recommend, which I always do, especially for this topic, is the aluminum uh, is the transdermal magnesium from Zextine inside in the blue glass bottles with no endocrine disruptors, not in plastic bottles, not by ancient or Permian or genuine Zextine, all these other type of logos. You have to be very careful because there's only one logo that has the real product coming from Holland in a place called Vendam, which nobody will tell you the city. And you need to know that because these fake products out there are just using cheap solvent extracted lookalikes and then marketing it as Zextine. And even these, this goes for all the big ones. So all the ones you might know. And, um, and then they're just remarketing it as, as this kind of amazing product, but it's, it's lost all of its chelation powers, which are retained in the raw form and 
and it comes with you know leached plastic molecules attached to the molecule and so we're trying to pull away from that and do that right and so come check us out at theheartoftradition.com for that and keep on you know trying to break through this paradigm and let's bring this new um post-coronavirus world, um, which hopefully will begin to question the reality of vaccines and start questioning all this as they start to push these further into us, people will start finally waking up and questioning it. So I'm hoping this is going to help us ride a wave, just like the CBD kind of started a piece of the wave. We need to keep the wave going uh, to break through this medical paradigm and open up to a more natural health paradigm, um, at least in bigger and bigger chunks of the, the, the society. So that's my goal as a naturopath and as a friend to everybody who's seeking the truth. So anyway, thanks. Come check us out, theheartoftradition.com.